Welcome to the Unbreakable and Fearless Podcast. I'm JC, current collegiate student athlete and owner of Unbreakable Female Athlete. Candice, current college coach and owner of Fearless and Capable. We are teaming up to bring perspectives as a coach and as an athlete that hit on topics and issues that we face as women in sport. Join us as we build on a friendship of more than 10 years and get real about what is happening. And how we can make tomorrow better for women in sports. Hey, Hey, I'm doing a little hair fix as well. How are you? Yeah. Mine's a little crazy. Oh, mine's always crazy. And now that I'm older, it's like balding and the receding fun hairlines and the amount of ponytails that I've put back is just like my hair. If I try to go straight down or anything, it's always got this like ripple back. But hey, you know, it's it's what we do. It's it's the price of it. But yo, you're in off season now. Yeah, good topic to talk about because I have literally (laughs) just entered off season quite literally this week. What is today? Friday, I entered off season Monday. So man, it is a topic that I think it's a good, we we have some good messages surrounding this and probably some messages that like I should follow, you know, other athletes should follow. So I'm excited to talk about this from both of our standpoints. Well, yeah. And I think coaches have off seasons too. Uh, And we need to understand we do and how we actually where we focus so much on the preparation that you all need to do. We also need to think about what our off season needs to look like. So I, it'll be interesting to kind of reflect back for me on what my off seasons were. Cause uh, it was very hard for me to be motivated in off season. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I was not, I only went home one summer in college. I stayed because I did so poor at home keeping to a regiment that would get me prepared. Um, but that's also because I didn't have good habits. I was, well, yeah, I would agree with you. That's kind of how I am. Like, I guess my sport is also a bit different and like you kind of have to have like, you know, the machine and right. there's the water aspect, but like, I felt like I went home after my freshman year and I, I worked out every day, but like, I just didn't work out to the point where, and I know that nobody can, I know it's so difficult to, you're never going to be able to train the way you train with your team. It's literally Mm -hmm. just not possible. I think everyone will tell you that, but it's, it's really hard to train by yourself and even still get even a portion of the intensity (laughs) that you should be getting, you know? So I think that's Mm -hmm. why I stay in Iowa city is because Number one, like a a lot of my teammates are here. And so it's easier to do things with your teammates because you can have each other to push each other. And then also just kind of keep you accountable of like, hey, we got to work out today. Like you want to go lift? And it's more fun with your teammates, right? Like it's way more fun when you're doing it with them as opposed to doing it by yourself. (laughs) It is. And I think that was, (laughs) I remember we had this really horrible idea and now listen, we were all 21. No one was doing anything, but we had this really horrible idea that we would go on this really long run, do like a fart lick and then go to the bar oh. right at the end of it. We're like, well, we'll be early. 
it was the stupidest thing we did, but we were just trying to like change up the pattern of like working out and like do something. And I think we all had a beer and we're like, but this is disgusting and horrible. And we're affecting a lot of people trying to just enjoy a a drink um, right now with our sweaty workout stuff. But it was kind of like, it was our going into our senior year. We were all like, we have done so many off season workouts and changing things up. But I think that is part of the off season is that you actually have this great opportunity to do cross training. You can, you know, find different ways to move your body to, you know, do different things that, maybe aren't as regular in your, you know, in-season moments and it arguably should be, but, you know, with time and schedule are difficult. So I know one of the things that I put into our summer packets for our athletes this summer was uh, the like questionnaires. So this time, you know, there's a readiness score and then like an RPE. So essentially, you know, how do you feel like you worked out your zero to 10 rating, um, and a score for your readiness. And then afterwards, and that actually at some athletes are like, well, Candace, I didn't do the workout that you had in there because of either equipment or because of, um, you know, an injury that they're coming back to. So they can't do that. I was like, but did you, if you did something, just put those scores in. Cause that's still data as a coach, that's important and important for us to know. So I know I've added some mental components to the, physical stuff. Um, for yeah. us, technical wise, I've had it things that have the ball involved because for us is even if you're the fittest player on the field, but you can't dribble pass or shoot or defend, that doesn't necessarily bode well for you in our sport. Like you got to be able to do the technical stuff. So I don't want them to forget the ball. So there's a lot of things that I've tried to do to be conscious about how they're going to mentally look at the workload I'm asking them to do to come in. So what is some of that? If we talk about the mental side of off season, what are some of the biggest struggles yourself or others have with the mental? Hey, this is off season. I'm not in season. There's no competition right now on the horizon, but I need to be ready because competition season will be here before I know it. So what are some things you guys experience more often? Oof, good question. Um, I think mentally, so like I, I have been thinking about summer, like off season for months. Like I'm someone that, and it's horrible. Like I'm always, I I struggle to live in the moment. So like, I'm like, oh my gosh, here comes the off season. How am I going to tackle it? And I think, so right now it's really difficult mentally because we're tapered. So we tapered um, for two weeks leading up to big tens. So I just feel like I went and did an erg the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm just not hitting, like I feel exhausted, you know? And part of it is that I had, you know, we had a few days off. So like I had McDonald's and I literally think it was the first time I had McDonald's in like, I don't even know how long, but like, I just let myself have it. And you know, like when you've, you, I just wasn't fueled properly, but then on top of that, I was tapered. So mentally I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, my numbers aren't where they need to be. And so then you kind of just like spiral. I say that word all the time in my podcast. Wow. But I do. And it's just a mental challenge of like, number one, how can I stay as physically fit as possible? But also like, how do you let yourself enjoy this time? Because this is literally the only, like the off season, no matter what your off season is, like ours is summer ish. Um, 
you need to enjoy yourself or it's going to be a miserable year. You know, like you're never, have, yeah. you never have had any time to just relax and be like a 21 year old or however old you are. So that's what I struggle mentally with, like trying to juggle still training, but also enjoying like life because I don't, I, I, I struggle to shut off the like actual training part of like, I, I wake up and I'm like, okay, I've practiced today. Like today mm -hmm. I'm rowing and like, it's not actually practice. Like I'm going out in a boat and like training with my teammates, some of my teammates, but like, we're not actually like practicing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're going yeah. out there to train because we want to, and we want to get better, yeah. but I view it as like, oh my gosh, this is a practice just like any other practice. And so then I kind of treat my whole day like that. So I don't yeah. know, mentally, I'm like in so many different places. And I think that's because right now I'm like just now getting into that portion of like my season or like of life where it's off season time. And so I don't even know how to tackle it mentally. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like, so did you, do you feel like you had off seasons before you got to college? Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like I had more off seasons in high school and like, well, because I guess it's difficult because I had the back surgery and then I took so much time off and then okay. I came back and all I did was high school soccer. And so like you had, you know, the fall mm -hmm. to just kind of like, I would just train and work out and do um, like acceleration Iowa. And so like, I was, you know, still working out, but it wasn't like playing soccer just yeah. just getting fit yeah and so yeah I I think I felt like I had more off season in high school and like when I was younger maybe not as much when I was younger when I was doing just like club all the time but at that point I kind of was just like I love it I I always want to you know like play but now I'm like you I I feel like I need an off season but then you don't want to take it you know like mentally you're like oh I I, I need to keep going because that's just how I am and we will be right back to our show. Fearless and Capable is a mentorship program specifically geared for women and girls working and participating in sport. A monthly membership allows you to access all of the resources, courses, workshop events, and team huddles that you can get in a month's time to support what you want to achieve in life. Our one-on-one -on -one mentoring services allows you to do a deep dive to meet with women across the industry that have gone through what you are going through and want to help and support you to achieve your ideals in your life and your career. You can check out more at fearlessandcapable.com and certainly follow us on all our social media channels at Fearless Capable. Now back to our show. I'm going to challenge you on a few things. So here's where I'm at with this. So one, no, you did not have off seasons when you were in youth club and you were going. Um, I don't think I truly knew what an off season felt like until I started hearing about them and what they benefited because everything in the off season was always about what you would lose by not keeping and maintaining right yeah. so there was this I remember the image that you know you would go up and then you'd plateau then you go up and then you plateaued and the reality is that 
physically actually plateau and then going down and recovering will give you actually a chance to go higher when you go next because your body will have recovery time. And I understand this now because people who have science degrees and studied this, I actually now get access to. So the old school mentality is that off seasons are actually can be detrimental to what you're doing. So I challenge you because I think part of it is, yes, you are a busy body. I know you, you're a busy body. You want to be involved. You want to do things, you do that, but you actually have never been permitted to have what a proper off season or recovery looks like. So though you're, you're fighting it, it's just like, well, your body says, this is what I need. My mind tells me this is what I need because this is what's going to elevate me. And one of the things I, I kind of take this out of is there's a cool documentary on Disney plus called the Matildas. And it's following obviously my soccer background. It's following the Australian women's soccer, football, depending on how you say it, um, team as they're preparing to host the Women's World Cup this summer. And they're talking about big matches that they had in one of the episodes, but they gave their star players, the ones that are playing in the top, you know, top leagues in Europe and the US, they actually decided to, to almost give them a full month off instead of bringing them into camp and playing these national team games, because the recovery was needed. And so there's this the scene, you know, there's three major stars for the Australian women's team that play on the biggest clubs um, in the women's game. And the one's like, yeah, like it was really hard. And one's like, yeah, I went to like Fiji and like didn't know what to do. It was great. Like I saw my family and I relaxed and I, I had meals, I cooked, I, you know, and actually when I got back to working out, it felt so good because I gave myself the time to recover. And so I think that I I listened to that scene and going, I never experienced that as an athlete. I never, if I had an off season and I wasn't doing anything, it was because I was in so much pain, I couldn't do anything. Or I was in so much mental distraught about me not doing anything that it didn't feel healthy in recovery. It was guilt and fear and shame that I was going to not do what I was supposed to do. And therefore there would be severe consequences for it. So what I'm kind of getting at is you are now just really getting education on the recovery and the importance and the significance of recovery. So though it's hard for you to maybe act on and you're, (laughs) it's because you really haven't had that experience, you know, like I'm sitting here knowing my nine-year-old daughter is, ending season her little soccer season this Sunday and you know she's got a soccer camp in June and going I know I played all the time and yeah sure I played at a decent level but man like what if she could still play at a decent level or higher by giving her these three weeks to do nothing and just go be I think that's important yeah and I so so I say that for I think a lot of listeners we don't really have the education. We don't have the understanding. But the biggest thing is us nor the people around us have true lived experiences where recovery actually benefited us because no one's allowed us to really experience recovery. That's my soapbox. And I'm I'm standing on it and sticking to it. <laughs> well, you know, it's just like I – there's such a mental battle. And I think be, being in it is – it's so difficult because, you know – 
on one side, like you just want to enjoy. I don't know how to get over that like hump of you want to enjoy life and like thinking about going to Europe. Like I want to enjoy Europe. I want to have fun. But then also in the back of your mind, it's I need to get fit. And that's it's so interesting because I have some teammates who just graduated and they're like, I don't even know what to do with my life now because every summer I've always felt like, oh my gosh, I I can't do anything because I need to make sure that I'm coming back in shape or in better shape than I left, you mm-hmm. know? And I don't know how to mentally, you know, like there's part of it is like, obviously like you have to do the training of the summer, like the, your summer packets are right. like per, what you have to do. But like, there are times where you need to take off, but I just don't know how to mentally like let myself do that because mm-hmm. then at the end of the day, like you feel guilty, not not everyone, but like, I feel guilty. I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have worked out. Or my horrible thing is, I think it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing is I have a lot of my teammates, um, like workouts on my Apple watch, you know? So it'll be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Just finished a workout and they burned this many calories and this is how long they went. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, if that was my day off that I was going to take, I can't take it now because they just worked out. So like, now I need to go train. And so mm-hmm. it's it, on one end, it's like good because it pushes you. But then on the other end, it's like probably it's, toxic because it's pushing you when you maybe you need to take a break off or take a break. So yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts on all of that? Because that's kind of where I stand. I'm like in a limbo. Everyone's different. Yeah. yeah. Everyone is unique. And I think that's the biggest thing that especially hard on team sports. Cause right. Like, you know, the people that are going to be on your boat and you don't want to let the people on your boat down, you know, I don't want to let the team down. So there's this aspect of, I, I want to do this for me, but I also don't want to let them down. So if they don't see me work out, are they going to question my commitment or my, you know, capabilities? Yeah. Yes. All this. So that piece this... is so, so right. that's what I always think. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing, right? Like, not letting your teammates down, having that dedication, having that motivation to, to be reliable, to be strong, to be in it together is amazing. But where and how can we be even better at supporting our teammates when rest and recovery is something that everybody needs to do. And so, you know, as much as the, um, Hey, throw your workouts in, like, maybe I'm just throwing suggestions here. Like, is there a group that's like, I'm recovering today and you all are going to hold me to me recovering today. And if you see me do a workout, call me out on it. You know, as much as like you call out on the workouts, like call out on the recovery stuff. And, you know, I chuckle because, um, Sunday was, you know, mother's day, not to totally date this, but, and you know, my mom were doing, Oh, my daughter had like an 8 a.m. soccer. Oh, it was the Mother's Day tournament that you and I have had experiences in your yeah. career of doing. So my daughter was in the in the tournament. I'm just mom sitting in the corner in my leggings, you know, my Lululemon leggings and looking very, you know, white privileged mom on the sideline. And honestly, just sitting in the corner, not talking to anybody because that's how I roll at my kids' sporting activities. But um, we're leaving and my mom's like, oh, I, I need to do this and I need to do that. And I looked at her, I was like, it's Mother's Day. I don't understand. I go, it's your choice. You're a grown woman, but it's Mother's Day. And like, I'm not going to work. Like, I'm going to hold myself to not work and spend time with my kids. I'm your child. I would like to spend time with you. But if you want to work, you, you know, and I'm not kidding. Like, there's probably a half hour and I see her and she goes, you know what? I want to plant flowers today. That's what's going to make me happy is planting flowers. I'm like, Awesome. You know, and so she needed someone to call her out on the fact that 
work is so pressing. It is, it does matter, but she needed the day to do something to fill her bucket. And though competing fills our bucket, it does make us excited. It does make us feel like we're, we're moving towards something. I think when we take those steps back and we have people that can equally call us out for being lazy, that can equally call us out for being too hard on ourselves, we actually um, create a lot of, a lot more healthy approaches. Now I say all of this and, and I'm pretty much a workaholic. So, you know, I I sit here going, I'll do all these things, but, uh, (laughs) but I have become, here's one thing I've become much better at. I go to bed. Y'all like, I think you've texted me past like 9, 30, 10. I'm rarely answering because I'm probably already asleep to be really frank and honest. Like my team is, our training goes to like 8.30 right now. And so by the time I get done following up with players and talking to players, and that's what I love about like the women's summer team is I get to work with these college and college athletes in different environments and some grown women that are still, you know, within kind of a pro-am career. Um, so the conversations are just unique and different. So I really like having them, which means I don't leave until like 9.15. And last night I slept on the couch, not intentionally, but I literally fell asleep. And I was just like, I woke up this morning going, I didn't move. Like I did I was so tired, <laughs> but <laughs> I've just said, I need my sleep. And so that's a boundary that I know I need. And I'm a better person the next day when I get my sleep. And so, mm-hmm. but that was not something that was always there and insignificant about it. Um, let me tell you a little bit on the coach's side where I think we struggle Yeah, is we think about you guys and we're worried about you guys. We're like, all right, are they doing it? Are they going to do enough? Are they going to do enough? Am I setting them up? with enough tools to be successful to come in and do what they need to do when, you know, we return to our in-season time. So there's a lot of stress on that. There's a lot of fear. I think there's coaches that take it overboard and they like get into the off season too much where I think there's actually a, a good disconnect that can happen in the off season between coach and athlete to give space because just like anything, that space helps when you come back together and, you want to be impactful. So your voice not yeah. being every day for 12 months is a good thing. Um, so I know that is a tough part of like, you're, you're invested, you're hopeful, you're kind of crossing your fingers that it all comes together, that they're accountable to it, that they're committed to it, that they do the right things, but you're not in control and shouldn't be, shouldn't be in control. So it's a stressful time as well. And that's why I encourage all coaches to do the exact same stinking thing and go have recovery and be in the moment, take the time with family, take the time to go on a vacation, you know, and do the things that are needed because taking a step back from all your planning, all of the thoughts are, are just as important. But um, have you heard or know of coaches that get too involved in the off season and have negative consequences? <laughs> You're chuckling. <laughs> And we will be right back to our show. I'm JC Hall, founder of Unbreakable Female Athlete, LLC, and current student athlete on the University of Iowa women's rowing team. According to a study done by Always, of more than 1,000 girls aged 16 to 24, 67% of them exclaim they feel society does not encourage girls to play sports. That's why I created Unbreakable Female Athlete. At Unbreakable Female Athlete, we work to educate, inspire, and empower girls all over the world, utilizing branded apparel. 
Overall, we work to cultivate a group of female athletes amongst the world under one message, Unbreakable. You can find our branded apparel on www.unbreakablefemaleathlete.com or Instagram at unbreakablefemaleathlete underscore. Now back to our show. Yeah, my former coach. Um, yeah, like I've said a gazillion times, we saw no no progress. We did not get any better. We literally went downhill because it's it's like it's too much. At yeah. some point, it's going your brain's going to want to turn off of the person because you know everyone needs a break. Just like you guys need a break from us, we also need a break from you. And just yeah, I I. I, th- I've said all of this, but then on the back end, I'm like, yeah, we do need a break. Like, I can't understand why coaches wouldn't want to give you a break. And like our coaches right now are like, you guys take a few days off, like just take a few days off and rest because you've done so much this year. Yeah. And then on the other end, we're all like, yeah, but we want to, we want to win. Like we we're pissed off. Like we're all energizer yeah. bunnies right now. So yeah, I, I do know that like, I I've seen coaches that have, you know, not have pressed the gas. And then all of us are like, well, we don't want to do anything. Like, I don't want to train. And now our coaches are like, take a few days off. We're like, yeah, we want to train. Like, so, I mean, if that tells you right there, maybe do, you know, take your foot off the gas because it it does make me want to train harder. (laughs) And what I say goes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and I think that's a big part of it is that you role model that ability to rest and recover as coaches. Uh, I know one thing right now that I try to be very purposeful on is like, all right, go get, you have 90 seconds for water or you have two minutes for water or three minutes for water or, you know, 30 seconds, depending on what I, you know, periodize it and, and think about with rest and recovery. And I'm like, no, seriously, stay by your water. <laughs> like stop coming to me. I'm not putting you into the next activity. Stay over there. <laughs> Stay. Like, it's like yeah. they don't, they're just so ingrained, which is great that they're like, no, I want the next thing. I want the next thing. But going back to all these conversations you and I have had about learning how our body and minds work, there's this I have to go, I have to go, I have to go instead of going, oh, I have two minutes. Okay, I'm going to drink water. I'm going to think about what I just did. Maybe I'm going to have a little breathing session, a little reflection on yeah, what I want to do next. Right. But instead, everyone's like, gotta do the next thing, gotta do the next thing. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Instead of, you know, as you and I are talking about, like being in the moment. Um, I know yesterday, one of the activities I did with my team before we started, and, you know, one of our guests actually that, you know, is Jason Bells that is on this podcast, not this one, but on the another episode, uh, he was running uh, some activation activities and a little bit of recovery because we had a game on Wednesday night. And this was, you know, Thursday, the day after. And before him and I got started with the group entirely, we brought everybody together and closed their eyes and said, you know, between one and five, one is you are, you barely made it today. You honestly thought about texting me and saying, Candace, I don't want to come today. Five is Candace, shut up, stop talking. I just, I want to get going right now. Where are you between a one and a five right now? And everyone closing their eyes and showing us a number was just that very quick, easy way for us to kind of take a, a data point on where people were. Um, no one showed me a five to tell me to shut up. There was a four, a couple fours that were like, where they were raring to go. But some of the players that were coming off of a match on Wednesday were more two or three. 
you know, that yeah. they needed a little bit more. And so for us to look at it and go, okay, what are we doing next? Um, and for them to have to sit and think about it was, it's important. And so, you know, coaches. That's good reflection. It is. It's something I can't pretend I made up. I totally stole it from others. And it's something as a coach, it takes, it takes a little bit of time though, but those are tools and things we can do in trainings to help athletes understand what a recovery time can consume of instead of yeah. what am I going to do next? What am I missing? Which is what you're facing. What I faced is if I'm resting, I'm missing something or I need to be thinking about the next thing instead of being in the moment. Yeah. And I think off season is the biggest challenge of being in the moment. It is. It 100% is, especially when you've got a mindset of, I mean, most, especially if we're talking, you know, college athletes or beyond, it's so difficult to like, you're here because you, you want to win, you want to compete, you want to yeah. do everything you can. And so just trying to take some time for yourself is really difficult, but also, like you said, very important. Funny enough, after this podcast, I'm going to go row actually. So like, <laughs> I'm telling you all this, but I'm actually going to go train. So. so here's my question. When we do those types of things, because there's, there's times that, you know, in my off season, I actually get to watch a lot more soccer. I get to yeah. watch more matches that are not my own because when I'm in season, so much of my time is watched on my own team and my own film or my opponents that I struggle to fit in a lot of time to watch other games. But there is a part of me that struggles with going, should I be watching soccer? Like, should I still, cause I'm going to analyze it. I'm going to think about yeah. it. I'm going to break it down. Yeah. Maybe I should watch another something else. So um, that you can enjoy it. In a way that, yeah, that changes. And it's not mentally taxing. Because that's still, that's still work. Like you're still mentally, it's still mentally taxing. Yeah, yeah it's 100% that way. And I, so I think those are things that I have found in the limited experience that I have with recovery. And, I, and I'll be frank and honest with it. I, people are constantly like, you're just coaching teams all the time. And I was like, I know. I feel it. I do. I do. And I, I question myself and when my breaks are and am I doing enough to help each team and all that kind of jazz. But in the limited times that I've had recovery, the best way I have actually done the act of recovering is the people around me telling me to chill out and recover. Yeah. <laughs> but the same so surround yourself partners, with people that will tell you that. <laughs> it's, it is big. And so I'm going to question you two. If you want to go row today, that's fine. What, it, what kind of, what kind of workout could it be? And when I say that is a workout of just simply like just the <laughs> feeling of being on the water, the feeling of the motion, you know, that, that, that's the focus. It's not the speed, the intensity, yeah. your heart rates. It's just the enjoyment Enjoy. of them. Yeah. Like, could that be the focus of it, which is another oh, yeah. part of your training? Yeah. That, so then remove the guilt and just simply go, this is the point of today. And I think that's a big part of, uh, of working with an athlete right now. Um, she's actually entered the transfer portal and, mm -hmm. you know, she's coming from a very successful type environment and she's an extremely driven person. And the changes she's made in 12 months time of working with her last summer to this summer, I looked at her yesterday and I was like, there are players and, people I work with where I have to go higher because they're so low key 
you are someone I always match on a low key because you're so intense all the yeah. time. And she goes, oh, I know. Like, I know you did that. And I know that like it helped me. And I was like, yeah. Like, I don't think I can name a time where I was like, if I go in hot, this is not going to work. Like, I have to go in low key with her because she's that way. And she's she's done a lot of, and to her credit last night, she's like, I have reflected so much in the last 12 months. And I was like, and look at how long that took to kind of get to where you are right now and what you know more about yourself. So for people, if you think about your reflections and what use they are, like, you know, JC, you're, you're sitting here in active reflection with all of us listening of like, why can't I do this? Why can't I just recover? Why can't I just take a break off? Why can't I, I mean, but those yeah. are important questions that you're at least asking yourself is like trying to figure out what is it in your brain or your body or your habits or your your people around you that are making you continue to like, go, I can't, I can't, you know, that's, that's important. You may not get yeah. the answer today, but you're asking something that more people need to ask of themselves. So I'm going to give you that like win you're asking it. So that's good. Hey, Hey, I'll take a win when I can get a win. A hundred percent. So, um, but for, for our listeners on kind of a lasting note of the off season approach, you know, if, Perfect world, JC, perfect world. What are the biggest things you get out of off season? If you're not questioning everything you're doing, what are you think the biggest things you can get out of off season and perfect world situations? You know, just enjoying life and not having so much pressure and stress on yourself for once and falling in love with your sport again. I think that's the biggest one. Falling yeah. in love with this sport again. Awesome. I love that. I will add on remembering you're an individual. So whatever your journey is yep. in the off season does not necessarily need to be compared to even yourself in season and your teammates, peers, your competitors. We're each individuals. We need something different. And so that falling in love will look different for me than it looks for somebody else. But um, that would be my big thing is off season is remembering your individuality, your authenticity, and that actually plays a journey into what your off season can look like and that it doesn't need to be a comparison game either. So cool. I think that's, I agree. Yeah. For So snaps to that one on, on that note, both of us need to go recover. Um, my recovery includes a, a Google fiber appointment to hopefully restore, restore my internet for today. But yes, um, go enjoy your workout for whatever ways you need to enjoy it. And then uh, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. I'm going to go right. row in the sun. <laughs> enjoy that. Some Hey, vitamin D is always good. So that's good. All I right. Agree. Talk to you later. All bye. right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Unbreakable and Fearless podcast. JC and I are working to make the conversations between coaches and players more productive and honest. We would love for you to subscribe to Unbreakable and Fearless wherever you find your podcast. Like what you hear today? Then share the show with your colleagues, friends, and family. Interested in learning more about JC? Visit www.unbreakablefemaleathlete.com. Want to check out what Candace is up to? then visit www.fearlessandcapable.com. More episodes to come, and until then, embrace the unbreakable and fearless spirit.